Minus 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a perfect. Oh, mercy! Five, four, three, two, one. Fall Classic has turned to a series of road warriors as every road team has now won all first all first four games uh, as the Astros have won 8-1 to here at Nationals Park after Game 4 to tie the World Series at two games apiece here in D.C. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mass on All Access podcast presented by Marymount University. Visit MarymountSaints.com to learn more about our student-athletes and programs today. Bye, Blanco. Paul Mancano with you. And, Paul, kind of the same story we saw last night. The Nats offense goes quiet. The Astros pitching was good enough to hold them at bay, and their offense is starting to come alive and obviously a blowout. It's like we've almost seen the two mirror games here in D.C. that we saw in games one and two back in Houston. Yeah, there are a lot of things that the Nats could have done differently. Maybe Davey Martinez could have done differently in this game. Um, a lot you know, of blame that you can put on the, the Nats pitchers, certainly, giving up eight runs. But it's all a moot point unless they score more runs. Like I mean, Kyle's it, opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, moo. <laughs> Oh, oh, friends. there we go. That's a, that's a friends reference. Ah, um, uh, I have no friends. So there we go. Um, <laughs> friend Paul. Yeah, score. Oh, scoring one run in each of the of the last two games, it's just not. It's not going to get it no, done. No. Um, so you know, I think we can talk about what um, how Patrick Corbin struggled a little bit. We can talk about obviously the bullpen giving up a deluge of runs, um, but ultimately they're not going to get you know, their mojo back until they get their offense back. Right, and then you talk about the pitching. Last night, David Martinez chooses to walk Michael Brantley to get to Alex Bregman with the bases loaded. That ends up working out for them tonight. Bases loaded, Alex Bregman comes up and makes them pay the price. Not that they wanted to put him back in that situation. It wasn't a walk. It just happened to turn into that way. But his obviously hits the blower, the dagger, the grand slam to left field, and that was the end of the night, and we knew we were coming back here. Tomorrow for Game Five, tied two-two. I just, to me, for this, for the national on the national side, it's the offense. I mean, Patrick Corbin wasn't terrific. I, you know, for whatever reason, in his postseason, it seems like the first inning is always his toughest one. He takes a while to settle down. He did eventually. I will say, I thought that he were he wasn't getting some of the calls that the Astros were getting, but that's a different conversation. But it's, again, it's just the offense. Like you said, you're not going to win games in the World Series by just yeah. scoring one run apiece. Two runs at home is not going to get it done um, against this dominant Astros offense. And we knew that this 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 lineup wasn't going to go quiet for the rest of the series, like they, yeah. the first two games in Houston. And then obviously tonight it wasn't good enough. What has what has been going on with the first inning and the Nats starters too? Yeah. Because it's it's not just Corbin; it's it's everybody. You know, first two games of the series, I feel like they they struggled in terms of giving up runs in the first inning. Um, but yeah, for Corbin, this this postseason, it just feels like one step forward and one step back. You know, every time you see him have uh, a, an outstanding outing out of the bullpen, um, he has a start where he struggles. It's it's besides that one. NLDS game three, he's been better out of the bullpen. Mm -hmm. um, tonight, I thought the issue for Corbin was uh, in that first inning, guys were just jumping on it. I mean, they came out clearly with a plan of attack of we're going to swing early in the count. Uh, of the four hits in that first inning, two came on a first pitch, one came on a second pitch, and one came on a third pitch. So they came out immediately not wanting to get Patrick Corbin into a groove. Um, and Jan Gomes and Corbin both said after the game that they weren't biting on that slider. 
So they had to switch it up immediately. They had to go to some of his other off-speed stuff. We know he doesn't have a blistering fastball. So when that slider is not working, it's tough for him to get much else going. Give up that home run to Chirinos as it starts to rain on us right yeah, here. Uh, fitting. <laughs> Just metaphorical. Fitting. But, yeah, um, you know, t- I don't, tough outing again for Corbin. One step forward, one step back. You, you would hope you would see a little bit more consistency out of him this postseason. Yeah, and then kind of just to touch on real quick about, again, the, the strike zone, I thought I thought was a little flat. It, it might have been just an elevated strike zone, and that does not favor Corbin at all yeah. because he likes pounding that sinker Same down Same thing low. as last night. Yeah, and so that obviously favored the Astros starter, Jose Ucruti. Um, You know, to me, it's, I just harp back on the Nationals offense. Here's a 24-year-old rookie who had made nine appearances this regular season. This yeah. is only his third postseason appearance, first start. And, you know, they made him look like Cy Young out yeah. there. I mean, he yeah. dominated this lineup. I get that it's sometimes difficult to face a pitcher for the first time. Also, who was like, you know, I guess as a small tape, you know, if you, there's not much of a record on him because he hasn't pitched that much. He started the season, I believe, in double A. He did. Yeah. Um, so it's, it, I get that part of it, but still, you know, he did, it's not like he was blowing away guys. The, the Nationals were reaching for a lot of pitches outside the zone, I felt like. Juan Soto, again, with two one pitch outs yeah. can't happen. Uh, against giving a young pitcher cheap outs in a World Series game where this offense, like you mentioned, the Astros lineup being aggressive against Corbin and having success. Looks like the Nationals were a little over-aggressive against the Astros starter and couldn't find success. Yeah, I agree. I think there's there's something to be said for not having much tape on this guy and not knowing he was going to be the starter in this game until late last night, until after the uh, game three. But still, you had six days off. And obviously you spent probably a lot of that time preparing for the top three guys in that rotation and Verlander and Cole and Greinke. But, you know, you, you had time to study every member of that Astros pitching staff as well as every member of the, the Yankees pitching staff. Um, and it's not like, he, you know, he's making his first career start. He had some kind of tape. And I know he had uh, – th- they talked about at, uh, him mixing stuff up uh, because he has three different pitches and his mm-hmm. fastball comes in at 95. So I get that as well. But it just seemed like – Either they couldn't catch up to the fastball or they didn't know when it was coming. Yeah. They were – it was a, a lot more swing and misses tonight, like that was the problem last night. Um, more, like you said, more swings on the first pitches, which worked out for the Astros early on, but that's because they knew sometimes the slider was coming. or the, it, it felt like the the Nationals didn't have a strong grasp of Urquidy's repertoire or they just had not seen enough film on him. Um but ultimately, it's the World Series. Yeah. That, that's not an excuse yeah, yeah. for not pushing across more than one run on a 24-year-old rookie. Yeah, and it almost is like the Astros' plan of attack was, let's be aggressive against Corbin. If he beats us, he beats us. He's, it's yeah. Patrick Corbin. He's one of the best pitchers in the game, third best on the staff, which is saying something considering the other top two guys that the Nationals have. But for the Nationals, it was be aggressive against this rookie, but you can't do that and then also let him beat you. You know, yeah. it's like a 24-year-old rookie. Like you said, he wasn't throwing like – 100, yeah. you know, just yeah, a, yeah. 95 is strong. And to but give a credit, credit, you know, 67 pitches, 45 for strikes. I, I want to, I want to, I'm curious how many of those strikes were swinging because that's a lot. And we have the benefit of sitting in the in the press box watching the game, we can see the game live, but then also have the broadcast on delay on the TV so you can see what happens and then basically get an instant replay. And I felt like every time I looked up, I was seeing the national swing out of ball that was outside the zone a handful of times. Guys were swinging at balls, and and a couple of times that would have resulted in a walk as opposed to a full count. And yeah. so it was the Nationals being – maybe the storyline for this game was the Nationals, both teams coming out aggressive, 
Astros capitalized, the Nationals could not figure out how to do it. And there was even more reason to try to get Urquidy's pitch count up because of was, the fact that the Astros, yeah, the Astros had to use six pitchers last night, five out of the bullpen. So a lot of these guys that came into this game were coming off no day's rest. So it, it's tough. You know, there was more, even more incentive to take pitches, to get into deep counts, right. to work your way to the bullpen. Um, and we see the benefit of strong having uh, not like the, the Astros have a lights out bullpen, but they obviously have a better bullpen than the, the, the Nats. And Doolittle and Hudson have been outstanding in the postseason. But we see the benefit of having four guys that you can count on because that way, I mean, all A.J. Hinch had to do was, you know, pick one per inning. Yeah. And then, you know, they see a different guy every inning who are all competent to come into these games and they're thrown off every single time because they, they're they seeing a new repertoire, they're studying a new guy, so it's it's tougher to get your feet under you. Um, it, yeah, the, the ultimately, and, and I do eventually want to touch on the, the bullpen and the, the maybe some mistakes that they might have made there, but at the end of the day, it, it does not matter if you score two runs in two games. Right, yeah, we can talk about pitching all you want, but one, one run isn't going to cut it. Yeah. And, um, again, kudos. No, no home runs also. Not no, to cut yeah, it, no, 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 you're right. That's a good point, too. We talked about it last night. Yeah. You know, Astros hit a home run. It's a grand slam. Nats have not hit a homer in, in this ballpark in this series yet. And that's not that you, this team lives and, lives and dies by the long ball, but it helps. It, it helps. <laughs> and it also, but, you know, the other thing is we didn't see too many. Last night we talked about they didn't know home run, but a couple balls to the warning track. Not too many balls No, it that didn't deep. seem like they got. No. I mean, some hard contact. We Whereas saw, the Astros were making nothing but hard contact. Yeah, yeah. We saw some hard. We saw Soto line out. Um, we saw some line outs to the center fielder, to the left fielder. But, yeah, they did not not make really strong contact in this game. Yeah. So it's good. Touch, you said you want to touch on the bullpen. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, the the, the uh, Astros ended up in their bullpen game, like you said. You want this guy, especially yeah. a rookie, throwing pitches, getting deeper into counts. The Astros do end up using six guys, and a handful of them we've already seen: Josh James, Will Harris, Rondon, Peacock, who was you know supposed to be partly their fourth starter, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and the, the Nationals, they they throw five guys, but. Somehow they they avoid using Hudson Doolittle again, which is, I guess is a positive coming out of this game. They're going to need to pitch eventually. You know, there are some question marks though on maybe should they, we have seen them at some point in yeah, this game? Exactly because we knew the the reasoning for last night for not going to those guys made total sense. Mm-hmm. You want to save them. It was a four one game. The offense wasn't giving you anything. You already had a two nothing lead in the series. If you lost that game, it wasn't the end of the world. Save your bullets for later on in the series. Totally understand that. Now it's a 2-1 series coming into this game. Mm-hmm. You needed a little bit more than you needed yesterday's game because it's another home game. Uh, you're still down. Uh, at that point, I think it was at yeah. that point, 4-1 to again. Uh, and Corbin gave you six innings. So the the problem there is, is he doing, is it the same mindset? Is I, I don't, I think it's slightly different because I think last night it was totally obvious that he was in a way you know, saving his bullets. In this one, I don't think quite. I think Davey was more looking just for somebody to get that that seventh inning. He yeah. just needed somebody to um, to get him three outs in that seventh inning, and then he could switch over to to Doolittle and, and Hudson. Yeah, Fernando Rodney was the guy last night that, and like I said, got out of it, got the base load jam against Bregman. Bregman comes back tonight, hits a grand slam off him. You know, it, it's it's a tough question because they're rested, you know, yeah. and, and that's, some people mentioned on Twitter, you know, 
they didn't pitch last night. They can pitch back-to-back if you need to use them tonight and tomorrow. Mark Zuckerman kind of, just to play devil's advocate, I guess, suggested, well, then you're needing to get nine outs between your two guys. Then are you going to need nine outs from them again tomorrow? Yeah. It's tough. But, yeah, I, I agree in the sentiment that you're back here down 4-1 in a game where, you know, if if you win this game, the momentum drastically switches back in your favor. Yeah. And you just need to win one more to win the World Series. To keep it to 4-1 would have been huge. And you just got to pray that your offense breaks out eventually. The Nationals had their chance in the bottom of the six. Bases loaded for Juan Soto. He got one run across. They couldn't punch it anymore over. I think I, I, it's kind of like it's it's a tough call. It is, and and I totally I think it's a totally understandable one. I know some people might be upset at Davey Martinez for putting in a Rainey and a Rodney, but it's totally understandable because you just at some point th- these guys have to make pitches. Well, right, and, and that kind of goes to the idea to start with Rainey. Tanner yeah. Rainey was the first one out, and he immediately walks two batters. Right. and so you know when this guy's throwing strikes, that's the key. Throwing strikes. He's great stuff. When he's not throwing strikes, you see what happens. He puts two guys on with no men out, and yeah. that's where things went downhill. And how many times have we seen the seventh inning be the one where Davey calls on a starter yeah. out of the bullpen? They didn't have somebody out there today. So, obviously, you know, Sanchez pitched yesterday. Couldn't be Sanchez. Max is pitching tomorrow. Corbin pitched today. Straz is the only one in theory that could start could come out of the bullpen in this game. I don't know whether he didn't want to go, whether Davey didn't want to call on him, what what the deal was. I don't think but it was even mentioned in his post game press yeah, conference. Yeah, it, it was. It's just kind of an interesting thing because we had not had never seen Straws come in relief until the wild card game, in which that was. But that was a winner go home type mm-hmm. situation. That was not a um, you know try to use it as a bullpen game and just get one inning. That was a we need you for three innings to pick up Max. Yeah. Um, so it's an it's just an interesting kind of situation that he was not he's the uh, Sanchez we have not seen come out of the bullpen I don't think either in the postseason but but you know besides the wild card game we've only seen Max and Corbin be the two starters to come out of the pen besides the wild card game correct yeah and that's an interesting point uh because you know Strasburg the way the schedule has worked out he's scheduled to pitch game six or start game six Mm -hmm. he theoretically could have thrown tonight because he gets an extra day rest. Yeah. He, Wednesday to Tuesday, it's six days of rest. With the travel day on Monday, I guess theoretically he probably he could have maybe given you an inning. We've yeah. seen Corbin do that before. He obviously did that. He did really well in the wildcard game over a span of a couple of innings. So that's an interesting, interesting point. I, you know, I, I agree with the concept. You know, Tanner Rainey has been actually – he's been up and down this post. You know, his first outing in the World Series in game one wasn't great. Game two came back, had a clean inning. And obviously tonight walks two batters. I, you know, is it, I think at some we've talked about it all along. At some point, someone other than Doolittle and Hudson yeah. is going to have to get big outs. Last night, Dave, I think it's a balance where last night Davey decided not to go with those two guys. Probably should have come back with tonight, and been like, all right, you know yeah. what? We've got they they haven't pitched since Wednesday. Actually, they didn't even pitch Wednesday. They haven't pitched since game one. Yeah. So Tuesday, they can pitch back to back days here. Travel day Monday and go back to Houston yeah. and all hands on deck for six and seven. And ultimately, like we said, I mean, it, it comes comes down to the offense. They and like you said, they need somebody other than the one two punch of Doolittle Hudson or eight nine punch, whatever it is, to give you innings. They need somebody other than 
at, uh, than Anthony Rendon and Juan Soto to get you hits. Yeah. Um, some also at, some weird at bats by Howie Kendrick. The Howie Kendrick striking out with uh, were there two runners on or the bases loaded in that one at bat um, was was rough. In the um, eighth with two runners on. Yeah, two runners on. That that felt like a uh, also a dagger. In the seven, in the, the sixth, with six, two runners that was on. It. That was the so the he had back to back at bats where he struck out with two runners on. Yeah, that was the at bat where Soto or the the inning where Soto scored the yep. drove in the one run. Um, he has yeah him he missed some opportunities tonight. Uh, Eaton has been fine, but Trey is in a funk, and that really hurts if he's not setting the table. Correct. Um, I think he's hitting below two hundred at this point uh, for the series. That really hurts, and the fact that um, you know Rendon is is he, he had a two hit game today. He looked fine at the plate, but we could just use more, we could use some homers. Well, from these the thing, guys. yeah, I mean home like, runs obviously help, but it's it's this is the first two games that we've seen them, especially back to back, where yeah. no one has picked anybody up. Yeah, you know, yeah. no one has come through. True, if we you know point to any other game this postseason, someone has come through at some point. Even in the games that they've lost previously, before these two games, three and four here in DC in the World Series, not so much. And it's yeah. just you know. And now it's like t- game five. You need it. Yeah. You know you can't. Obviously, you have Max Scherzer on the mound, but they have Garrett Cole on the mound. Yeah. Someone has to come up big. Tomorrow is kind of a must win. Yeah. Because you cannot head back to Houston having lost three in a row, and needing then f- to win both. Needing to win both. And then facing Justin Verlander and Zach Greinke again. The thought of going back to Houston down 3-2 after the way you came into this three-game set at home is is brutal. Yeah. The thought that you could be down 3-2 is is very brutal because I remember the workout day listening to the, the local news and they were saying, oh, are they are they just going to are they going to win it at home or on the road? It's it's not when you're down 3-2, it's not about where you're going to win. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. Can you get back in? Yeah. But um and and the concern last night before we get out of here, I do want to mention like we talked about it was a matter of time before these Astros bats woke up. They just don't want to hand the momentum back to the Astros. I mean, Altuve has certainly been hitting all series. Uh, Chirinos obviously has been hitting all series. Bregman hitting that grand slam, you worry just a little bit about waking a sleeping giant. Bregman is starting to wake up, and that's not great because he's had a not-so-great postseason in these last couple of games. He's starting to find his swing. I guess the good news is, you know, this offense, when it did this, the, the Astros, meaning did this against Anibal Sanchez and Patrick Corbin. Mm-hmm. Also, F.P. Santangelo also mentioned, you know, tip your cap to Patrick Corbin, whoever the result is. He's going – Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth between bullpen starter and bullpen starter. That's not easy to do over the last month, you know, over his last handful of outings. I think it's seven outings down the postseason. That's difficult to do, and he's, you know, for what it's all worth, doing a pretty good job. He's at least keeping them in the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but now you turn to your horses. Scherzer, Strasburg, back-to-back in games five and six. You get Max at home. Crowd should be raucous again. I, I, someone also, I see people talking about, Nats Park needs uh, a reason to get out and loud. You know, like they have it two runs. You know, no home runs. There's no, yeah. there's no reason for this crowd to get, and they want to so bad. They're oh, on the edge yeah. of their seats, waiting to explode, and they haven't give, been given the opportunity yet. Yeah, we haven't seen a homer. I mean, and that's yeah. what, like, I feel like the most exciting, one of the best things that we've seen all play postseason has been the when they when um, at home, if the first batter is a strikeout, the roar yeah. is is earth-shattering. Yeah. I mean, it is absolutely earth-shattering because we know this this crowd is on every pitch. 
this crowd has been, frankly, in my opinion, better than any of the road crowds that we have seen I agree. in any playoff game. And that's the thing. In, in these two games, they haven't even had anything to cheer about. So yeah. they're already better yeah. without with give and the fact that their offense has given them two duds back-to-back. Yeah. So, yeah, if you give them something to cheer about, then they will let the opposing team know all game long. I mean, it will be steady. Yeah. Alex Bregman mentioned in his post-game press conference that the crowd is great here. And like we just said, they haven't even had much to cheer about yeah. yet. So wait until they do. Max Scherzer on the mound for Game 5 here at Nationals Park against Garrett Cole. A rematch of Game 1 should be fantastic. You should check out Paul and Masson All Access before the game. Right before you switch over to Masson at 7 o'clock to see Dan and Bo. Uh, the Nats extra postgame show. And then the game is at 8.07 on Fox. The Masson All Access podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Give us a follow, subscription, spread the word. Thanks for following along. You can also watch on the Masson Nationals Facebook page and YouTube accounts and the Mass on Alaxis Facebook page. Bobby underscore Blanco for me, at Paul Mancano for Paul on Twitter. Tweet at us, communicate with us during the game. It's a lot of fun. It's stressful, but <laughs> helping talk to talking to fans helps me with my stress, so I'm not just eating everything in the press box. Communication is yeah, key. Yeah, it's key. It's, it's a stress relief for myself. Big shout-out to Amy Jennings for behind-the-scenes work. Um, Taking off her jacket and covering the camera. And the light so rain. And so I, she freezing. has goosebumps. She is cold, so yeah. we need to get out of here so she can put her sweatshirt back on. Uh, the Mass on Alaxis podcast brought to you by Marymount University. Visit MarymountStains.com to learn more about our student-athletes and programs today. We'll see you for Game 5.